Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to You're Gonna Know, Commander's Justice. The sports game show to test your knowledge of the upcoming game while defending your belief in your team's ability to win. Our job is to prove you wrong and explain why we think the Commanders will prevail. My name is Ken Harvey. I'm one of the judges, four-time Pro Bowler and in the Washington Ring of Fame. Judge Marnie Snyder, the daughter of the first female GM of a team in the NFL, Susan Spencer, and the granddaughter of former Eagles owner, Leonard Tose. Judge John Booty, NFL legend, defensive back plan for the New York Jets, the Eagles, Cardinals, Giants, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're your judges, and welcome to You're Gonna Know, Commander's Justice. Hey, welcome to uh, You're Gonna Know, Commander's Justice, which Commander's Justice is, I guess, we weren't there, so there is no justice, but uh, it was a great, 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 great Super Bowl. Before we get started, and as I often forget, let us thank our sponsors. Let's thank Alice Estelle, Alice Estelle Real Estate. If you have any real estate needs, whether it be buy, sell, or refurbish in the uh, DMV market area, he is your guy, a good, honest guy who's going to do the very best for you. Uh, and then also PMSI, PMSI Pest Control. Uh, they do pest control for the Ravens and the Commanders at the stadium. They've done. They do a bunch of restaurants, and and homes as well. So if the if the NFL teams trust them, then you should too. Uh, and they're excellent in what they do. So with that being said and done, um, you know, let's talk about the game. I mean, it was a it was a great game. Right. It was it was probably everything that everybody dreamed of. It went into overtime, the new overtime rules. Uh, there was, uh, you know, opportunities to win the game. And then there was a the feeling of, well, you you're not taking advantage of it. So you kind of thought Kansas City was going to come back and win it. You guys just take. Well, judges. sometimes it almost takes 75 minutes to play a football game, huh? Yeah, and that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, you had the two best teams that earn their way their way to the Super Bowl, and unfortunately for the um, San Francisco 49ers, one of their star players got hurt coming on the field. You know, yeah, and uh, that took a little momentum from them. You know, yeah, and you know, like I was saying the whole week prior, you cannot leave the ball in Mahomes' hands. At the very end of the game, you gotta finish it. You gotta, you gotta put it away. You did do a good job of predicting the game. You said uh, you can't leave it in Mahomes' hands, and you also talked about uh, special teams, and and that uh, that could be the big factor in the game. Morning, what'd you think of the game? Well, so it's interesting because I thought the game was great, and it was a deep. And you guys are both, you know, defensive players. But I think that the some of the commentary, the feedback was it was a little slow. That you know, it was the only time in fifty-eight Super Bowls that there were no points scored in the first quarter. So it was like a very defense-heavy game. And like I love the defense-heavy games, but a lot of people might say, "Oh, there's not enough action" or whatever. But it was great. And you know what? Special teams. And we talked about this while we were at Media Row. And again, Pat Mahomes, like you said, John, you know, whoever's going to have the ball last is really going to win the game. That's it. And and obviously, if you give the ball to Pat Mahomes, he will find a way to score. It doesn't matter. He will figure it out. 
Well, let me ask you guys this. Um, so, so what I saw was uh, a team who, with the 49ers, who came out balling, ready to play, confidence. We're going to we're gonna kick some butt. They had a, a good game plan. They used some trick plays here and there. But they were running the ball, and they were fired up. And then they went into halftime, and it seemed that they came out at halftime trying to protect what they had as opposed to keeping the same game plan that they started off with. Um, and then you got the, the 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 Chiefs who on the backside of it is like, we don't care where we're at halftime. That's when we start shining and we're confident in our in our quarterback and our team that, that we're gonna win the game. I don't know. I saw that to me, but I could be wrong. Did you guys what did you what did you guys see? But don't forget in the first quarter, McCaffrey Fumbled. Yeah. Took the momentum away. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, what in the second half on a punt, special teams, they fumbled. You know, yeah. uh, when the ball hit the, his, uh, the quarter on his leg and the Chiefs recovered. <clears throat> so defensively, the quarter nine was playing some good football. You know, it was boring in the end, in the very beginning, because it was 0 0 in the first quarter. And that's why they were just like boxers, stealing each other out. Um, and then uh, that momentum thing happened again. You, know, you let, you let uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, figure you out, and they ran the same play. <laughs> Funny, it's kind of uh, crazy. The, the what they call it, the corn dog, uh, the same play they beat the Philadelphia Eagles with mm-hmm. on that yeah. same route, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, you got to credit uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs because. Spagnola played a called a great game because he rushed, blitzed, and had uh, Purdy throwing that ball away. He had some guys open. He couldn't do it. He couldn't see them yeah. because that blitz. You don't you don't pick up a, a, a defensive back and you or you don't pick up that D lineman. Somebody's gonna get to Purdy. And guess what? They did. It's not about the sack. Make him throw the ball away. They had a clear open touchdown, and he just threw the ball away. Credit Spagnola for calling a, a, an aggressive defensive game. 100%. Sometimes, sometimes you think it's just the players on the field, but when it comes down to, you know, the top of the top, when you start getting towards the Super Bowl, a lot of times it is coaching and, and the way the coaches make the calls yeah. to put you in the best position to win. Mm-hmm. Exes and O's, adjustments, yeah. yeah. On, the, on, the, on, the, on the field, you know, on the sideline, adjustments, you know. Morning, what did you think after halftime or, or just like John said, on the well, field, okay, adjustments? Well, a couple things. Let's talk for a, a second about – um, Trav, well, we're going to get to Taylor and Travis, of course, because I'm a chick and I want to talk about that. But before <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> but before I that, talk about that. <laughs> uh, but what about Travis and Andy Reid? That I was going to throw that up there. Okay, so I did not ever play professional football. You guys did. What was that all about? Like, how does that? What does that mean? Like, just let's talk about it. It's a great question. Um, well, okay, one, if you weren't a superstar and that happened, you may be out of a job next year. Right. <laughs> if they had not won and then it happened and you weren't a superstar, you may be out of a job next year. But the bottom line, I think, is, you know, he's a competitor and, and, and coaches and people want to see competitors on the team. He was fired up because he was he wasn't in a play where he had a chance to either help or or I think score or something, but he wasn't in on the field. And so he was he was fired up and he came to his coach and he and he, you know, he was in his coach's face. Now most coaches uh will 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 get most coaches knowing the player become understanding because they know he's a competitor. And prior to coming to the Super Bowl the the playoff games he was a big big factor in them winning uh and and, and getting to the super bowl so uh, that's what i saw john what about you uh, uh, Judge well, john? you know deal is uh i have seen coaches and players assistant coaches and players go at each other on the sideline yeah. i have seen coaches buddy ryan punch on it <laughs> and i have kind of gone at our my defense coordinator a little bit on the side you know um but that's that's over the top there. You know, you don't do that on the biggest stage. And you embarrass yourself, you embarrass the coach, and you make yourself look stupid. But again, he's a competitor, and he wanted, he wants to be in the game. I never know. That still could have happened if he was in the game. 
but his competitive spirit was like, hey, I'm, I want to be in this game, and I want to make plays. I want to help my team win, which is we love. And they loved each other afterwards, you know. They, right. they, they, they hug it out. You know, they know it's a competitive game. And uh, <clears throat> when they did do that uh, corn dog uh, uh, pass for the touchdown to win the game with, what, seven, six, seven seconds left, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Kelsey was a decoy. Yeah, he just looked at the monitor and threw his hands up in the air when he when the guy caught the touchdown. You know, he knew he was a decoy on that play. So it's all about you knowing your role. But his role on the sideline at the time, uh, he thought he should have been on the field. But then he got a little bit excited, excited, and not a little bit excited. He got too excited and bumped into the coach. Don't yeah. bump the head coach. The head coach. Yeah, it, yeah. It was, it was it was crazy. I mean, had it been. Bumping and yelling going on. A different player. Now remember, a player. One, he just just before he threw his helmet down, and the assistant uh, 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 manager, uh, one of the managers on the sideline, was getting back in the day, back during preseason or I think during the, during the regular season. Travis Kelsey was trying to get his helmet back so he could go back in the game, and and uh, coach said no, nah, took his helmet from him. Nope, don't give it to him. He's setting out this game. I mean, it's uh, the series. And, and and that's that that's that's the sign of good coaching, right? When when you can take a player who is a star and you can set him down and say, look, you know, regardless of how big you get, it's still part. It's about the team. It's still part mm-hmm. of the team. Now, let me ask you a question, Marty. Seeing that, do you think uh, Taylor was up there, up in in the in the booth, was like, uh, well, dang, what have I gotten myself into? He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a feisty fellow. Huh? Yeah, he's a little feisty. If you don't get his way, he's a powder. Oh, she's gonna run yeah. a song. About. <laughs> well, it, well, or is it a new song was, she's gonna yeah. write? It was definitely, it seemed a little theatrical to me. Like he's po- like showing, you know, Taylor. He's the, but like there's, there's like that's what it seemed like. Like he is, you know, and I think that what he was mad about was Pacheco fumbled. Right. And that's what I think that that was what created because they were about to score and all that other stuff. Um, hey, hey, Marty, oh, Marty, Marty, let me, let me, let me start you real quick. You said, you said somebody, what supposedly she was thinking about what? Taylor was thinking that you did you what you did you say that or no? Um, I said you, it looks like um looks it looks like, like okay there's a lot of theatrics. Okay, but after mm-hmm. you said like something about Taylor, you was like I don't think he was thinking about Taylor during that. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta agree with John on that. Taylor was no, the furthest I, thing from his mind. Um, oh, well, I don't know if you would say it just to be having fun or whatnot. <laughs> I, I do think though that that he um he's an actor too. In addition to being an amazing football player, an incredible talent, he is an actor. He's got his radio show and he does a lot of acting with that. And he's hosted Saturday Night Live and he had his own Catching Kelsey. So he's he definitely likes, he knows he's an actor. He likes attention. Yeah. He does. And I felt like that was a little bit of like that me, me, me. Like I'm going to, I'm on, he knows he's mic'd up. He knows everybody's looking at him. But, but I thought it was a little bit, it, it, um, I get it. He was, you know, he's an incredible asset to the team. I, I do think that it was a little, like just a tiny bit of unprofessional. Like you said, look, I mean, I think that um, like coach Belichick, when I think about um, uh, the Super Bowl that the Eagles beat the Patriots, he benched Malcolm Butler because, mm-hmm. uh, which, and that, and, and that was a game changer for the Patriots for sure. And because he had to, um, show that he was really in charge of the team. Now, obviously, you're not going to bench Travis Kelsey and whatever else, and it's all He set it for a series. He did. I think he will. I mean, not next year, but I'm just saying this is right. all said and done. But uh, I guess that first time, I mean, cut you off, but that first time he did it, yeah. he said, no, don't give him his helmet back. He's not going to game. Right. Right. And, and I think that, like, as a parent with, you know, now my kids don't play high school football anymore. They've aged out now. But, um, you know, you, that's like you don't want young kids to mimic that behavior. So you have to have it with like have a conversation because they're all watching it. They all want to be like Travis Kelsey with the caveat of when you behave like that, you will get benched, period. Well, well so even if you made a set of, I know back when I played a kid, you probably heard this too. We, if we said a bad word during the game, if you looked at funny, out. if you even looked funny at the coach, like even if it wasn't on purpose, you were going to be sitting so, there on the bench. So, so, so here's the deal. It's like, um, you know, when we played and, and 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 reporters had pretty much 
a lot of sway, right? So a reporter could say, oh, that's just a guy being fired up. He really wants this game. You know, just commentate it. It, it all depends on how you frame the picture, right? Or he really wants his game. That's a competitor. Uh, he went a little bit overboard, but that's that's when you want it. That's when you really, really want it. Or if they don't like you, that is disrespectful. You never talk to the that coach. You don't, you don't, you don't go that way. You know, there has to be some law and order, you know, and they'll that, that have the whole thing. So it's all about perspective in the way they saw it. I think, like I said, because they won the game, they water under the bridge. No, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. I, I don't think players, you know, no player's going to do it intentionally. You do get fried up and sometimes you get caught up in the moment, a moment. And you don't realize what you're doing. One of your coaches and talk like that. I've, I've, I've wanted to choke them. I've, I've I've come close to uh, I've come close to. I got I got don't a touch me. Match with my coach on the sideline. I mean, not a long out thing. And I didn't get it right in front of. It was Bud Carson. I didn't get it right in his face. And uh, we was at a distance. We we use some choice language words. Right, and we did it in in practice. I mean, things tempers will flare. Competitors that are competitors all around. You're going to have that. What 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 John said and 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 as mentioned before is what do you do afterwards you know can you shake and be friends afterwards can you can you respect each other afterwards you know this was a slight on whoever's side but can you come together afterwards and say look i apologize for what i did and the other person said you know what i forgive you it's it's, that's kind of the way yeah i hate to say like america works but that's the way it's supposed to be well that's just having good manners and saying like i got a little ahead of myself and i'm sorry yeah, and that's and that's the way it needs to be. Hey, let, let's let's apologize for going a little bit over ten minutes, and let's take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll keep talking about the game. I want to find out what you guys did during the, during that time period of uh, during the Super Bowl week and some of the events and people and things that you met. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Mind your business, kid. Just mind your business. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to You're Gonna Know Commander's Justice. Uh, great Super Bowl. It was exciting. I mean, you know, like 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 Marnie mentioned, uh, in the beginning, it was a defensive game, and people want to see the passes. They want to see the big scores and all that stuff. But it, us as defensive players, we respected the great defensive moves and, and things that they did in the game. Uh, but this was Super Bowl week. And, you know, the, the game is a build-up to that game, which was a good game, but there was so much stuff going on around during that week. So let's hear about what, you know, some of the things you guys have did during that week. And I'll tell you some, what I did and, and why I didn't show up to some places, John, um, I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> tell you that. So, so what, what did you guys do during the week? That, that Ladies day? first. Judge Marnie. Well, uh, okay. So we, um, well, I got to Las Vegas on Thursday and um, in between walking, I think like 11 or 12,000 steps, uh, I was on Media Row, and we had the best show I think we've ever had because we had two of uh, of the best guests that we've really? ever had on. Yeah, I mean, amazing. It was really so special. Um, yeah, so my show that I do with Scott Murray, with the legendary Dallas-Fort Worth sports reporter Scott Murray and Marjorie Lewis, who's an incredible talent herself, um, I get to tag along with the two of them, and we had this great show. Our guests amazing and i want to brag about that show and to brag about our guests uh and it was really fun because i think you guys are going to know exactly who i'm talking about it was ken and john joined us for about an hour and a half talking sports and legacy and and super bowls and gambling and vegas and everything else so that was really the highlight of uh of, of certainly of thursday definitely but i think of my time there in addition to the ronald mcdonald house but we had a great show on thursday um i think that uh the uh the media people that um run the radio show said it was like one of the top five 
uh, podcasts or radio shows of the week. So I will find out all those good metrics and get them to you guys. But it was lots of fun having you two on in person and being able just to talk about football and special teams and all sorts of good stuff. So that was great. So thank you. It, it, it was good that we hadn't we hadn't seen each other. I mean, we did a, we did our, our podcast, but it's all virtual, and so we hadn't seen each other in person in a long time. It was it was great. I. I yeah. I speak for myself, and I'm, but I'm assuming John as well. We had a really good time uh, doing it, and it's it's pretty special being able to go to the media row, seeing some of the people there, and 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 then people walking by you, like, well, who are they? Why why are they getting interviewed? <laughs> it's always kind of cool to throw people off for a little bit. John, what did you do? During I, I'm, the- I'm sorry, but for getting that late, the traffic was, you know, yeah, horrible. yeah, traffic was bad. Yeah. Mandalay Bay is a huge place. And so I'm like, wow, this. And the gate was broken uh, on one of the places. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't see that, but uh, I got to really. But uh, when I got in town I, on Thursday, I had to go to a, do a, uh, the NFL Players Association. I uh, had the uh, mind, body, and um, assessment, like a $15,000 medical assessment of your heart, you know, your blood, blood work. And, and body weight, composition, all that jazz, which was good. I saw Jim McMahon and Eric Dickerson there getting their assessments nice. done, you know, looking after each other, looking after they're looking after us and got to take advantage of that. And then just uh, going to the uh, NFL Legends Lounge where all the players are there and uh, trust and, you know, uh, weren't able to make it out to the Ronald McDonald House on, on Friday, uh, which was sad to not be able to make it. But uh, just, uh, just it was a good good thing. I, I had a got an invite to the Dallas Cowboys reception at the on the, the uh, Resorts World on the sixty sixth floor, which which is really really nice uh, view of the uh, city uh, outside outskirts of the of downtown. And then just uh, Steinberg's party and then the Super Bowl viewing party on uh, Sunday was really 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 nice. And uh, missed you Saturday morning. I had to had the uh, Paramount and Fox brunch, and uh, couldn't. Uh, that was nice. So it took me a couple of days to recover. I'm still recovering. I just got back from uh, uh, on the Super Bowl trip because I stopped in Palm Beach. No, not Palm Beach, but uh, Palm Springs on the way back. And and uh, hey, just a long, long, long weekend, but. Good, fun, and didn't get a chance to play golf or anything like that. Uh, right. And uh, didn't get a chance to play pickleball or anything, man. You know, just uh, just football, football, football. Seeing you guys was fun, and seeing you know, all the players from the from the from the, the guys we played against and the new guys is is great to see that. You know, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, for me, um, I, I I got a chance to I, I had a dinner as uh, as uh, um. Franco was Franco Harris uh, dinner. Yeah, I'm and, sorry, I missed uh, that too. And Gosh. and so it had a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers players there. But I was sitting at a table, and I'm sitting right next to Mean Joe Green, and it's it was kind of cool because you know these guys that at me as a young guy you used to look up and say, "Oh, that's him," and he was actually he was a really cool guy. Um, uh, his wife was actually. You know, it's funny, like how the the big guys and you think they're like the meanest, toughest players, and their wives could put them in check in a minute, boy. It's it's, it's kind of funny, but but that was a great that was a great dinner, great event as as normal. John and I get invited pretty much every year, so it's a really good event. I uh, got a chance to hang out with Tim uh, McDonald, who we had on the show, and his wife, and that was really really cool. Uh, there were some events that I couldn't make. I had a friend who. Um, is dealing with some health issues that uh, I wanted to be there with him uh, a little bit, so I had you know missed some of the some of the events, but it was good. And then I went to the commanders had their uh, uh, party, their normal party, and so it was it was it was it was a good time. It's you know I mean I kind of if you're not going to go to the game, um, try to enjoy yourself and do what you're going to do. I got a chance to meet one of the limited i guess owners because there's a lot of owners of the of, of the team mm-hmm. and it was the coolest thing was uh his wife um was like you know i didn't want to come here but meeting you made this thing the whole thing worthwhile and that was kind of cool 
you know, she didn't have to say that, right? And so, um, so that was that was a good time. Um, and I got to see, actually, I got to hang out with Cruz again, Terry Cruz and his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun. So anyhow, it was it was it was a great event, like John said, and and I think Marnie, you probably witnessed the biggest problem because Vegas did a phenomenal job. It was beautiful. Some of these hotels are massive and and gorgeous. I mean, but the traffic, boy, it gets locked up. And and I was mentioning one of the gates uh, didn't go up and down. And so we had we stood we went we were about thirty minutes to move about a hundred feet. It was just crazy. But it was uh, Vegas did a great job. I mean, I well they'll get it again real soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it, it, you know, I mean, obviously, at one time they wanted us to stay away from gambling, yeah. and, but now that it's it's a huge part of the NFL. What well, you, um, know, you know? Since you said that, can I say something? I was yeah. watching a pregame show uh, before the before the Super Bowl, and they were talking about Al Davis. You know, just win, baby. How he got John Madden to become his coach and all this stuff, and 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 Al Davis, he was a he was a. He was a maverick, man. He would fight the NFL in a heartbeat. You know, he would sue him in a heartbeat. He said, "We're gonna, we're gonna do something. We're gonna move from. I want an outstanding uh, stadium. We're gonna move from Oakland to Los Angeles. You know, and um, we're like, okay, we're gonna do just that. And what had to go in a lawsuit, you know, to move. And Al Davis says something, and this, and the storyline behind that, the story was how Las Vegas got the Super Bowl because Al Davis said, that's where I want to go. Cause he, before he went to Oakland, uh, from Oakland to LA, he said, we can't talk about betting, but that's where I want my team to go to Las wow. Vegas. So he's a visionary. He saw it way ahead of time. I would like to add, to add on to that story. I'm going to show a little, a, a photograph, which I actually need to get framed. All right. So, can you guys see everybody in this photograph? Uh, move it back just a little bit. Yeah, pull it back a little. There you go. There you go. Is okay. that Dom Rickles? Rickles? So, so Leonard Toes, Al Davis, Bob Newhart, Ed Sable, and Don Rickles. Okay. Wow. Wow. His late seventies in Las Vegas. So see? my grandfather and and Al Davis were very close friends up until like 1981 when the Super Bowl thing happened in um in new orleans um and yes and the gambling thing uh and getting um moving the te- moving teams and having gambling in the nfl was something that two visionaries al davis and my grandfather although my grandfather was of a, a, a very um he was very open about his gambling and al davis might not have been so my mm-hmm. grandfather got in a lot of trouble because of his gambling um, Al Davis did not, but yes, they both were like, we have, if we're ever going to do anything, if we're ever really going to make this thing really global, it's going right. to have to go to Vegas. And, and ultimately that, here, then they, you know, yeah. That, that's what they talked about. It said, listen, uh, you know, at one point, Ken, we mentioned it in the past. I think we mentioned on you at the on radio room. Hey, we were afraid. We were told, do not talk to anybody who are talking yeah. about gambling when we were in the league. And to see the NFL in Las Vegas now and how Las Vegas did what they did for the NFL, the Super Bowl, it'll be back. And 20, what, $23.1 billion or more? Yeah. Uh, shoot. Unbelievable. It, it, it'll be bigger and better just because, you know, it, it, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, Gamma is a, a huge part of it now with all the streaming channels, all the ways. People were betting if, if, if Taylor Swift would make it on time, if she mm-hmm. would – you know, she would run on the stage. How quick will she? How quickly will they show her? Which they did pretty quick. Uh, all these things. So it, it's just it was a combination of everything, yeah. and it's it's amazing with the NFL. Yeah. Just seeing a skyline. I'm go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I read something very interesting today that Arthur Blank had said about about gambling and how he's hopeful that the NFL is responsible in their messaging so that people don't become addicted to gambling. And that was one of the concerns always. My grandfather was a compulsive gambler, you know, gambled away a lot, you know, everything. But, um, and so they, they, so Arthur Blank, you know, who's a very kind and very certainly successful businessman who owns the Atlanta Falcons 
and Home Depot. But, you know, that's the concern. The concern is to make sure that no matter what, that people don't get into real deep trouble and, mm-hmm. you know, finding responsible ways to to message that gambling is a, you know, is a slippery yeah. slope. Well, let's uh, let's gamble that we're going to be back after this uh, break <laughs> and, and that I'm getting took me a whole season, but I've gotten better with my sneaky no, ways in there. Uh, so let's as morning. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let, let's let's gamble that we're going to be back and we will continue this conversation in two and two. Welcome back to You're Gonna Know, Commander's Justice. Uh, we are sponsored by Alice Steel, Alice Steel Real Estate. If you have any real estate needs. Uh, in the in DMV. Your, thank you, John. Just John. In the DMV area, <laughs> whether to buy, sell, or to uh, refurbish, he is your guy. And you can find him online. At, what is it, John? Um, Alex at AlexSteelRealEstate.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then PMSI, PMSI Pest Control. Uh, as we said and mentioned it all the time, if the stadiums trust them to do, and this is the Ravens and the commanders, if they trust them to do the pest control, as well as a lot of businesses and hotels and restaurants and all of that, then you can trust them in your house as well. So they are a good company to uh, to use, and we appreciate them sponsoring us. All right. So we've talked about the Super Bowl game. We've talked about our events and things that we did at the Super Bowl. Now the big thing is the commanders. It seems that, you know, they've made a lot of moves, coaches and and head coach and all that stuff. Uh, Any thoughts, judges? Well, it looks like they got some good, solid coaches. You know, you got your linebackers coach, Ken Norton Jr. I know, right? Can I I tell a quick story about him real quick? Go ahead. Yes. So in the the combine, um, you know, this is way before it became TV and all that stuff. And and they never really told us what to do. So I had on these beat up old tennis shoes and, and, and and you don't know, but those beat up old tennis shoes could affect your 40 time. And that thing could be, you know, numbers and dollars uh, just because of that. And so right before it, uh, when we were getting ready to do the 40, Ken Norton, I think had some track shoes. And so he let us all borrow them to to run Mm -hmm. our 40 in and it helped improve my time. He was a good guy, you know, just in the brief time that I met him, he didn't know me from Adam, but we knew that, you know, linebackers were all trying to to win. Everybody's trying to get there. That's a team. That's where the teamwork starts right there. Even at the combine when you compete and all that stuff like that. So now when you see him, he goes, hey, man, thanks for those track shoes. Oh, I will. I will. And, you know? and you and, hey, listen, wait a minute. You don't say, Ken, you were a first-round pick, and I was a second-round pick. Man, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah, like, hey, man. But he ended up getting four, <laughs> super, three, three or four Super Bowl rings, I think. Got three Super Bowl rings, two with Dallas and one with the 49ers. Oh, they say game game, game respects game? That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's going to be my line. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, game respect game. <laughs> <laughs> So uh let's okay, Cam- commanders. I mean, like you said, John, they've they've made some 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 good picks. Um I think it you know, more than anything, it had to start from the top down, right? You had the organization mm-hmm. and they said, um, we know that we're not the experts in this, so we're gonna find experts in the field to to get it. So then you go out and you hire GM, which is a great GM. Uh, he knows people, and then you go mm-hmm. and, and then you go and you get a head coach, and it's not it's not working with the old regime where mm-hmm. there's so many mistakes and fear and all that stuff. You got a whole new slate, uh, Martin. What what do you think of the commanders and their and their and their picks of the coaches? Because that's also going to help in recruiting players and getting players to come here. Oh, I'm a big Dan Quinn fan. I thought, you know, he was great in Seattle. He was certainly great in Atlanta. I mean, that they they imploded on the biggest stage, but he's a great coach and he's done great things with the Dallas Cowboys. And so certainly for the NFC East, we I mean, obviously 
the NFC East is always fun for us to watch because we love all the teams there, especially the right. commanders. So it's going to be great. It'll be, it was a, a really good pick. I, I don't think anybody was really surprised right. that that's, you know, who they ended up getting. Uh, and I think that um, it'll be, it'll be good. He's, he knows a lot about obviously the, the competition. And so that's kind of a great jumping off point to begin with. So mm-hmm. I think Dan Quinn is, is a, is a really solid guy and he's going to do a lot of great things for the commanders. You know, I like uh, uh, Anthony Lynn. He used to be a head coach. You know? Oh yeah. And he's the uh, run game coordinator. So, you know, you got the, all these different coordinators. You're just not a running backs coach. You're a run game coordinator. And, and, and I like what they did with the, uh, uh, the pass rush uh, specialist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anthony uh, Kerrigan, you know, Ryan Kerrigan, he's a fan. He, he knows the game. Yeah. yeah, he knows how to get to the quarterback. So, you know, you keep some familiar faces around like Bobby Ingram and, and uh, this other guy, Pratchett, or is it Patchard? Pachard? I think it's us. That's his name, last name. Forgive me if I mispronounced it. But uh, keep some familiar faces around and, and bringing your new guys and starting fresh. What, the he, combine is what, two weeks from now? Yeah. Yeah. So here, here's my idea, and I'm, I'm going to start pitching it around every time I get a chance to you know, talk or be on the show. But from what I – not from what I see. A lot of times the team represents the city or the city represents the team, right? And and so you got Baltimore. You got the hardworking, you know, we're going we're gonna to gut it through. Same thing with Green Bay. We, we, you know, we, we may not be huge, but – you know, we we believe in each other, and you have teams like that, right? So now you had the commanders, and and we, and, and in our reality, we did kind of represent what we saw in 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 DC, right? You see politics, you know, everybody's on each side, no one's working together, dysfunctional, the whole thing, and that was kind of the team. So I'm thinking, why don't we start this trend now, where we say, you know what, instead of being the followers and the fans being followers, why don't we set the trend? Why don't we start as fans saying we're going to start from now on, we're going to start being the best that we can be for this year because we want the team to represent us as as opposed to, you know, all the other junk. And every fan, everybody that's watching, everybody that wants the team to win, we make a commitment to say we're going to do things in excellence for this year because we want to win not only on the football field, but we want to be the trendsetters. We, we want to start things moving. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good, Ken, but I you know, got to go back to it because you had it when you were with the, when the, the commanders were, uh, the former commander was the former Washington Redskins. They were winning. The fans were there. You know, they had the stadium rocking at RFK. And then you had this 20-something-year low because of the previous owner. People just start backing away from it. Now, again, it's all about hand-in-hand. Hand. You put a great product on the field, the fans are going to come back. Right. And I know you're saying fans should start first. Let's just show up and, 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 and represent our team right now, even at the lowest moment, even, even at the, let's say, the beginning stage, because it's just a whole new situation for the Washington Command. Yeah, and I understand it, what you're saying. And it's not even that. It's it's like, okay, you know, if I can do it and it, and it, and it works, is you know, everybody signs a petition or something saying, look, I commit to. <laughs> Sign a petition? Yeah, or I commit to this year, I'm going to be excellent. I'm going to win. You know, my I'm going to win in my work. I'm going to win in my fa- I'm going to start. I want the team to, I want to be the representation of what, I am, but also the product on the field. And some, some, sometimes you have to be a leader, you know. And 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 if the team, if it's just about the team, then we're just following along with the team, and that's cool. But what made this team so valuable that you could sell it for six billion dollars is because the fans were so great, and the potential is there. And so let's let's lead the pack instead of always being to follow the packs, which I think we've been for the last twenty years. Let's start leading the pack. Hey, that sounds like a wolf. Lead right. the pack, Lead Jack. The, pack. <laughs> the, the yeah, the Washington Barney? Commander Wolf. I think that that is, you know, <laughs> of course, yes. Starting, getting, you know, out of the starting gate, you want to, uh, you want to definitely try to figure out how you can start bringing the fans back. This certainly having Dan Quinn and new coaches and, you know, getting some exciting new draft picks will definitely help. And then again, like John said, and like we always talk about it, it's like you got to put something on the field. I mean, the fans are going to show up if there's a even like 
they're hungry for something. So even just a little bit of a little nugget of something will give them some hope. They had it earlier this season. It dissipated quickly, but now new coach, new owners, like let's see how they can quickly turn things around and, and be a, a, the leader in the NFC East. It's going to be difficult because there's a lot of competition in the NFC East between Philadelphia and Dallas and, and obviously New York, but it, it's higher. You know, Dan Quinn knows those teams very well. Marty, you agree. You mentioned something. You probably don't remember mentioning it. You, I know you do. You mentioned quarterback, right? You said something about quarterback. Now, and I love what Doug, Doug Williams said, said uh, in his press conference. I heard that they would ask him about the quarterback, which he traded up to get Caleb Williams. He said, we're setting good. We're setting pretty where we are. You know, we got the second pick in the, uh, uh, in the draft, first round. And I think they got what four in the first four hundred first hundred uh, yeah. picks. So you can't shy away from these two quarterbacks. One guy who won a Heisman Trophy last year out of LSU, Jaden Daniels, right? And a kid Drake May out of North Carolina. So you got a quarterback guru who gets the best out of his quarterbacks, and Cliff Kingsbury. So the Commanders, they don't have to sell the house to get Caleb Williams, and we all know. That you can do just that to get somebody to come to your local, come local, who's a local kid, come play for you. It doesn't always pan out. If you look at the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers who played at Pittsburgh, he didn't, he didn't, he's not panning out well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, case in point, so sad he is no longer with us. Uh, the young man from Ohio State who was a first round pick by the Washington Commanders, rest his soul. You know, it didn't pan out for him. Uh, so we don't know if Caleb Williams will be the guy, but hey, you got two other guys who's just as good, who have the credentials, who have won the, the hardware of being the best quarterback in the national, or best quarterback in, uh, or best athlete in uh, college football and winning the Heisman Trophy in Daniels. So you're sitting pretty, you know. Uh, commanders are got the draft capital, they got the they got the, uh, the cap space. Yeah. So now they just got to get this. They got some general manager. Got a general manager. Had a new guy to come in and to help Peters out, and hey, they're making some noise. They have a chance, yeah, to make some real good noise in the NFC East next year. I still believe in this, Ken. Before you come in, uh, look at what the Houston Texans did with Ryan, right? And a young quarterback. They went to the playoffs, second round of playoffs, yeah. first year. Why not? Why not us? Why not the commanders? A hundred percent. So, so I, I, I mean, I think it's everything you said is, you know, a hundred percent. If you compare that to what I assume this is, you know, what, what would have been done last year was you try to get the, the, the first pick, you sell the house to get the first pick. It's about the what? show. It's about the brand. You know, you, you get, you get the money in because people are excited about it, but then you don't have the, the team and the coaches to, to surround that person and make them very best. Cause we've talked about this on several shows. You can be the best player, but you could be with the wrong team mm -hmm. and they destroy the good stuff that you've done. I think even right. with Sam Howell, he could have been probably a really good quarterback, but uh, you know, he, getting hit fifty times is going to take his toll, mm -hmm. uh, 50, 60 times. So I, I agree with you. I, I think that this is uh, you got everything you need to build up a a massive team, a good team. You get a quarterback, you build up the offensive line, there you go and, and attack the glaring problems that are right in front of you, as opposed to uh, doing what's going to be a, a marketing show but not building the foundation and then, yeah nothing and like andre said before the his press his his, his, his uh, interview before the game he said it's all starts up front for us both teams the big guys up front yeah you protect we're gonna make some things happen brock purdy he didn't get hit a whole lot but he got harassed yeah it starts up front and that pass rush yeah you can build a back end get you some run stoppers some sideline to sideline. You see some Ken Harvey's out there on the side, you know, running after that quarterback, hitting Jim McMahon out of house, and the Gatorade go all over him, you know, things well, like that. So I was going to say I appreciate you saying that, but I know what you're saying, <laughs> Johnny boy. <laughs> Anyhow. You, 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 need some, well, uh, you need, why would you – I mean, would you – Definitely want to get a quarterback in the as your second pick. I mean, is Sam Howell yeah. an agency? So, so, yeah. So, Sam Howell, 
unfortunately, it's it's like it's like um, someone who's been victimized. Now you have to not only take the talent that they have, but you got to start with a regress. I guess that's the word in the back. Then you got to try to build them just back to where they were to try to build them to someplace else. Whereas if you get a new quarterback, it's a fresh start. It's a clean slate, and, and you, you got a new coach. What you have, you got a new mm -hmm. coach, right? So, so I mean, I, I like I said, I did like Sam, but I, I just unfortunately it was the wrong team wrong environment for him to excel he may go somewhere else and and, and do extremely well but... you know he's still in the contract right ken so he's still right now he is the incumbent yeah. of the washington commanders so if he's on he's going to be on the team next year they're not going to trade him i think he's still on the contract so he'll be that teacher for that young quarter quarterback that's going to come in he and Brissett will be the if he's still around because they're going to need somebody to teach this shit, young man, during training camp. Then again, this the quarterback who comes in may just, hey, he's impressive. We're going to start him day uh, snap one, even in training camp. He's going to be our guy. And, 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 hey, didn't Sam go to UNC also? Don't they know? Would yes, they have he did. Overlapped at all? Or did they yeah. overlap? He, must, he may have been a, a freshman when Sam was a senior. He could not yeah. Because yeah. it wouldn't have an NIL back then. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and the thing is, we can't discredit that the commanders have some talent. Like like you said, you can have a quarterback, a young quarterback in, and he could be, you know, learning the ropes. But we gotta, we're assuming that we never had a running game. And we had a decent right. running game with a with a with a with an okay offensive line. So now you can increase the offensive line. You you increase the running game, right. and you give your young quarterback a chance to grow and to build into it. And so you know it, this becomes smart football as opposed to show football. Um, and you build. Right. And NFL is turning. What you just said, Ken? Show football. It's turning to like seven on seven with offensive linemen blocking. You know. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody wants to throw that thing. You know, they want to pass that rock. You know. And Marty, you said a couple of weeks ago, uh, you said uh, 49ers are only one of the teams that use a fullback. And that fullback had a good couple of runs yeah. in that game against the uh, Chiefs. But I think people are going to find that guy. Coming back to seeing that, you know, running games, you know, for a while the running backs were here and then they kind of dumped, you know, in a dime a dozen. Yep. Yeah. They're seeing that running games, the running game is just as important as a, as a good passing game. So especially in the cold, when it gets cold. Yeah, you got to ground and pound that thing, you know. Well, you know? anyhow, guys, this is uh, final words. Oh. Yeah, with the running backs. It's old school football. Just have run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Right? So when, when it gets like when you get when it gets cold, you got to go up to the northeast. You got to go to Wisconsin. You got to go to Chicago. You know, you fight up to hell freezes over, then you fight them on ice and you run. You just run, 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 and uh, you know. One thing, can you about to say something? Any final thoughts? One thing I do want to say at the Super Bowl, Marnie had a football purse that got all the attention. <laughs> that did you true. see that purse you had, man? I, I did. Can you show it? I think you saw you had do it. Do you still have it? Was I it have, this is not the pink one, but you know what's uh, funny? Sure. I sent one. Um, I sent Tommy Vincent one today because um, or well, the other day I sent one to her and um, Janice is getting one also, but don't tell her, Ken, it's a surprise. I had to order them. Um, and so, I'll, so all the, the you, that you, I love. You know um, what's going to happen? What? You're going to send it, but I'm telling this from me. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> says, a late, says a late happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm right. getting no, Make sure it's the pink one. <laughs> ladies love football. I love the ladies of football. Alvina, Janice is a doll. Tommy is the best. So, yeah. But my purse did get a lot of attention. Um, this is the brown one. I have the pink one in my closet. But it's a nice souvenir. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, any, 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 any real quick, any final words, guys? Final words. I mean, you know, well, I hey, are we transitioning from commander's justice to football justice? Yes. We, we will. We will. For the offseason. So, you know what? It's still kind of in debate. I'm, I'm thinking, I, I don't know. Um let me, let me, we'll talk about that some more. I, I was going football justice, but I, I still want this to be a the commander type of, uh, of thing. So we may stay there. I can direction. dig it. Can you dig it? Because <laughs> you Just a, you're a bad <laughs> mother. <laughs> Shut my mouth. Yeah. You know, you know, you know he's like, hey, you got me in trouble. I'm going to talk to you offline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. 
Well, my my closing thoughts are, you know, I am so thankful to be, uh, you know, friends with you guys and co-hosts with you guys and and watching all the amazing things that are happening both on and off the field. And so thank you. And uh, it's just a pleasure to, you know, share a screen with you or, you know, any sort of charity event, whatever. So thank you. You're very kind. Martin, before you, uh, I think I have Scott Mary's information. I'm going to look it up. If I don't, I'm going to give you a text. I'll text Because yeah. I'm going to be speaking at the Bob Schieffer uh, College of Communication uh, on yes. April 10th at TCU. So yeah. I told him about it. And I want to see him, see if he can come by and support me. Yes, definitely. Yeah, Scott is a gem. I mean, I was walking through. Um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to go to the NFL experience. at. Um, I did. So, I mean, it was massive. It was it like... It was a crazy, massive. It's hey, hey Marnie, we we've yeah. been through the NFL experience. <laughs> we oh lived it, Marnie. <laughs> yeah, we... Okay, right. This is for like the non, you know, the non-professional. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, but we so lived it, Marnie. <laughs> you did live it. I, I yes. <laughs> Right. You're right. Um, but the NFL experience that they um, try to show people what it would be like if they could even kick a field goal, you know, five yards, 10 yards. But walking through the whole that whole uh, venue with Scott Murray, people were like, oh, my God, it's Scott Murray. And then I was like, yeah, you know, taking pictures for them. And it was really wow. cute. That's yeah. awesome. I know. Well, hey, guys. Hey, hey, I- hey, I got a real good thought. I'm sorry, Ken. Why don't we? Commander's Justice, you're going to know, team up this offseason, a miniature, you team up with the National Football League, D.C. office, and say, we want to do an NFL experience, Commander's Justice, NFL, and we do something at a local high school here in Washington, D.C., and do the NFL experience. Yeah, we know something. We can talk to you about we doing can, that. We could talk about it. I mean, I think it would be a good, uh, a good little piece, and and I think it would be fun. So let's <laughs> let's let's talk let's about it. it. Hey, just real quick, I wanted to say thank you guys uh, for being uh, on the show because uh, you know it's, it it is about a good team, and regardless of 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 even Patrick Mahomes, regardless of how good he is, if he didn't have an O line that could block for him, if he didn't have receivers to care, you know, you're only as good as the people around you. You guys have been great where there's been deficits that I definitely I've had. You guys have always stepped up and been huge, uh, getting guests, great questions all the time. So we're going to continue. Uh, you're going to know Commander's Justice, uh, but it's going to be an off-season version where we'll start talking about more detail about the commanders, the picks, the coaches, and different things like that. So great job, guys. Um, love you. That's it. Thank you, Ken Harvey. Marnie, yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Paul. We're out. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Watch the real.